Welcome everybody to episode number 18 of Beef's Beef. I'll be doing this one solo today, but I promise you, you are going to be pretty excited about the guests I'm going to have on Saturday, so please stay tuned. I'm going to do a live on Wednesday also, uh, but Saturday, the uh, the guest is going to be huge. Again, that's <clears throat> January the 20th. Uh, I already have the meeting set up. Just got to figure out where we're meeting at and what time, but it's big time for me. I, I'd have never thought uh, just over two months ago when I started this podcast in the kitchen of Michael Cooper that it would have come this far this quick, but hey, I can't say that I'm not excited about it because I am. Um, I got some cool things coming up, though. Uh, I'm getting a I'm getting a sign made uh, with my logo on it that I'm going to start getting all my guests to sign. Um, that, that I'm pretty excited about. I mean, just to kind of see what kind of collection of signatures I can get off of a podcast that, you know, pretty much came out of thin air that I just started on a whim one day because so many people told me I needed to do it. So, uh, but today we're going to talk about, uh, the, the Louisville basketball team. Uh, I kind of feel like they're, they're, since the halftime of the Florida State game that, they're getting more consistent. They're playing more as a team. They're finally starting to take a step in the right direction. Uh, the second half of that Florida State game was probably the best half of basketball that they played all season. Uh, being down 17 in the first half, 13 in the second half, 13 to start the half, and coming out on what, a 6 7 0 run, something like that. And, you know, really just giving it to Florida State and withstanding a couple more runs that they did and you know came back and finished strong at the end to get a big road win over a ranked team which was the first one we had all season i believe it was the first road the road win ranked road win that we had since uh 2014 against smu so that's that's big time but uh let's move forward to the game that we had this past saturday against virginia tech now virginia tech is not uh, a great team by any means but they're also not bad either they're I think they're a solid team um they score the ball really well that showed I mean they we gave up 86 points uh to them in the Yum Center uh with I mean but we ended up winning 94 to 86 but the biggest thing that I took away from it and it's really shown since even the beginning of the Florida State game so I don't know what it was or what's been said but I feel like Dang Adele is finally starting to become the player that we wanted him to be or that we thought he could be. Uh, it's like he's starting to see, hey, hey if I pass the ball, uh, if I pass the ball, I can get the ball back. And when I make the extra pass, and then when I'm driving towards the rim, not everyone's going to collapse on me because they know I'm going to shoot it. They now think, oh, well, he's going to dish it out to the outside. Uh, I mean, he made a couple plays where he's throwing lobs to people. He just looks like a totally different player the past two games, really. I'll give him the whole Florida State game. He's looked totally different the past two games. Uh, the team has looked totally different in the past game and a half, and I'm hoping we can carry it forward into the Notre Dame game. But there was there was spots in this Virginia Tech game where it, it looked like we were going to give up the lead, and you're just like, oh, here we go, it's just like we've been doing all season. But uh, they, will, they withheld runs withstood runs that Virginia Tech went on and 
and still end up winning the game. We pulled away at the end there. I mean, it was a two to four point game the whole time, and then we pulled away at the end with uh, some free throw shooting. I mean, we shot 19 of 26 from the free throw line, which continues our good free throw shooting as a team. Shot 73%. Uh, Virginia Tech did shoot 18 of 22 from the free throw line. So, um, and that's one thing that they do very well. The fact that we shot more free throws than them is is a good thing because most of the time they shoot more than their opponents even take, is which was a crazy stat for me to hear. Uh, granted, it was based off of the fouling at the end of the game, but still the fact that we did. And also the fact that we we beat them and only had one double-figure rebounder, and it wasn't Ray or Honest. It was actually Dengadel who had 11 rebounds. So I was very, very impressed with Dengadel in, in the game against Virginia Tech. Played 37 minutes, went 10 to 15 from the field, 4 or 6 from the three-point line, 3 or, four, three or 4 from the free-throw line, 27 points, 11 rebounds. Uh, still had two turnovers and only three assists, but... I don't know. I, I'm seeing a different Dangadell the past couple of games. And just like I harp on someone, I also got to give them credit when it's due. And I'm giving them this credit. Um, now, I wish we could. I mean, it's a thing that we've been harping on all season is the, is the turnover bug that this team has. Uh, we had three starters with three turnovers. Uh, and the other two had two. So, um I'm kind of wondering if maybe something to attribute this change in the team is the change in the starting lineup. Uh, maybe not everybody would agree with me on this, but the way I'm kind of looking at it is, man, is you start Malik Williams, which freshman, a lot of the things is is based off of emotion, based off of, you know, you see a shot go in. And there's some people that never outgrow that, not just a freshman thing, but you know, you get it going early, then it's going to help you throughout the whole game. And the fact that we're starting Malik Williams, he's getting his runs in early. He's playing with the starters and, you know, getting up and down, getting a couple shots up early. It's helping his game later in the game to where if one of those Honest or Ray are in foul trouble at the end of the game, we don't have a problem leaving him in because he's getting his experience in and he's playing against the start, not only with our starters, but against starters for the other team. So it, it's helping... I mean, he's not putting up big numbers, but I promise you there will be a game towards the end of this season that Malik Williams will be a big key in, and it will be because of the key minutes that he's getting now. Uh, he he, What he does is he puts – is we have him in there, and uh, it, it helps us split up Honest and Ray, which was killing us early because they – I mean, look at the Kentucky game. They got both of them in foul trouble, and we literally had zero rim protection. Zero rim protection. So, you get Honest and Ray Spaulding split up and have one of them on the court at, at, at one time, and they're also throwing Dwayne Sutton in there. Dwayne Sutton's been playing a lot of big minutes here lately. Uh, you get Dwayne Sutton in the mix. Now you're splitting up the shot blockers. You're helping keep our big men out of foul trouble. Uh, Malik can still score. Ray can still score. Honest does his thing. Dwayne is a good defender. Honest is a great defender. And then, you know, you just sprinkle in different lineups, and it's helping us. They're finally starting to come together, it seems like, as a cohesive unit. Uh, Again, I don't want to jump the gun and say, yes, they've definitely turned around, but it definitely seems like since the halftime of the Florida State game that this team is finally starting to figure it out. Uh, 
I really, really hope we can take it into Notre Dame, which is a, a historical place for us to play bad in. Um, I think we can do it. They're, they're rumoring that Farrell could be back. Uh, Colson's out until March with a broken foot, but uh, if they can get Farrell back, that would be big for them. So, uh, I really hope that we can continue this upward momentum and and, and really do big th- I mean, I think we can shot. We have enough talent on this roster to make noise in the ACC. We wouldn't have been ranked as high as we were if we didn't have talent on this roster. So, to kind of I don't know. Like, I remember I was saying maybe I need to start to spurn my expectations for this team. I don't know. Let's see. I'm not going to completely – I don't know. I think if, if it seems like David's figuring it out. It seems like the team is figuring it out. And it's starting to happen at the right time. You know, I wish we would have had a better game against Kentucky. I wish we would have had better games against Purdue and Seton Hall. And But, I mean, we didn't. I wish we would had better games against Clemson, but we didn't. So we just have to build off what we're at now. Right now, uh, we have one loss in the conference. Uh, what are we, 4-1? 13-4 and four overall. I believe we're 4-1 in the conference. We are 3-1 and one in the conference. Uh, tied for third with uh, Georgia Tech. Virginia up top at 5-0 and 16-1. Oh and and By the way, Virginia just continues to pump out solid basketball teams every year. And... Looking at the top of the ACC standings, you see Clemson, which is not a team you normally see up there in basketball. Uh, you're used to seeing them up there as a football team, but uh, there's there's a lot of good teams in this ACC other than Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's dump. They are really, really bad, and I know Wake Forest is 1-4, and four, but good Lord, Pittsburgh is a dumpster fire, and I'm really glad that we don't have to deal with that as a fan base. So uh, we have... We have I was telling my buddy the other day, uh, after we beat Florida State, we have three very winnable games. We took care of business against Virginia Tech at home. With Colson being out and Farrell maybe being out, we definitely have a winnable game at Notre Dame. Even though they looked very strong against North Carolina, we can definitely go there and win. If there's a time for us to do it, it is this time. And then after that, we have Boston College at home, and then we go to Miami. So, And then Wake Forest after that, and then at Virginia. So we have... A couple, it's like tough game, not so tough game, tough game, not so tough game, tough game. And then we actually have Miami, Wake, Virginia, Florida State. So that's three and four games that we have tough games coming up. So we definitely have some tough ones coming up because, again, we do play in the best conference in the ACC, which is – or best conference in college basketball. I really don't know if there's an argument for that. Maybe the SEC, I will say, is up this year, but I don't think they're better overall. Than the ACC is, um, so uh, another thing that uh, I want to mention. I know some of you all saw it because you are friends with me on Facebook, but uh, it was pretty cool that uh, this weekend I got to. Uh, it was actually yesterday I got to meet Lamar Jackson. Went to the Planet Fitness here in New Albany, Indiana, and uh, waited in line for a while and uh, got to get his signature and stuff. And I don't know. It was it was pretty cool to see the turnout for him and. And see the fact that, you know, he cares about the fans. I felt bad for the people that work out in the gym, though. There was a lot of upset people in there that did not look at the people that were in there for an autograph very, very kindly. And I understand it. I mean, it would suck to be in there on a treadmill or a stair stepper and all that stuff and then turn around and try to go get something. And there's 
almost a thousand people in front of you. There was a lot of people there. The turnout was crazy. I got there. The signing started at one. I got there somewhere around eleven twenty-five, eleven thirty, and I was like two hundred and fiftieth in line probably. There was a lot of people in front of me, and it just—I don't know. It goes to show you that I mean, there's going to be big turnouts for for him. He's—I mean, he's the best player in our football in our college football team history. I think he's the best player of all time in college football. But again, that's an argument for another day that 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 I'll have with somebody, I guess. Uh, but you know, I told you I'm trying to get the best guest that I can. Uh, I shot my shot with him. You know, I was like, hey. You know, Lamar, I'm running a podcast. Was wanting to know if you want to come on, and he said, "Well, you'd have to talk to her." And pointed at his mom. So I, I was like, "Well, man, you mind if I talk to her?" He was like, "No, go ahead." So I walked over and asked his mom. She said, "Well, he's pretty booked up right now, but you can go to his website, or you can go to his website. The link for it is on his Instagram, and uh, shoot a business inquiry to that, and maybe we can free something up." And I'm just gonna let him know. Even in, I mean, you guys heard my episode with. Uh, with Tony Hicks last week, a lot of you guys gave me some good feedback on that one. It's actually my second most listened episode. Um, I don't care if it's over the phone. If I can get Lamar Jackson over the phone and talk to me for 10, 15 minutes, 5, 10 minutes, it doesn't matter. That, that's going to be great for me. It's just I'm trying to get the best guests on here that will keep you guys entertained, that will also be something good for me. You know what I mean? So I'm pretty happy with it. I hope he does well. I think he's going to do well in the combine and do, and do well in the draft. Um, so hopefully we can, we can keep this uptick going and everything. And I'm really rooting for, for Puma pass. I think he's got some big shoes to fill and, but I think he's going to do it. I think he's going to do well. We we got a, we got a big, big game ahead of us in September against Alabama. And I don't know, is anybody else going to that? I I know I'm not on live, but still write me and let me know. I mean, how many of you guys are going to that game? Um, but Looking looking forward to the the game tomorrow against Notre Dame. Uh, Louisville actually is still a uh, one and a half point underdog. It's in Notre Dame. Uh, the ESPN matchup predictor gives us a seventy four percent chance for a loss, and uh, I don't know. I think we're gonna do it. I think this is the year that we that we go in there, and I hope this isn't like a a UK fan predicting a Florida win in football. I really think this is the year if we're going to do it that we break this streak because of Farrell being out, because of Colson being out. and It doesn't matter. Whatever variables are there, I think this is the year we can do it. Um, so let's hope as Louisville fans that we can go in there and make some noise, get a victory that, that North Carolina just did. I mean, not to say that we're better or, or anything than that than North Carolina, but still if North Carolina can go in there and get a win, I definitely think it's possible for us. Um I mean, just their, let's look at their leading scores for for the team outside of Colson and uh, outside of Colson and Farrell and, and and all them. I mean, they 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 have a veteran team, and it sucks because they lose their two best players. But I, I don't know. It's it's uh it's going to be a tough a tough season for them without their two best players being. I think Farrell hurt his ankle in the game the other day, and. Uh, Colson, like I said, broke his foot, so it'll be a it'll be a tough go for them and and everything like that. They actually are thirteen and five. Farrell uh, Farrell and Colson are the leading scorers, but then the third leading scorer is T.J. Gibbs, um, who's played and started in every game 
And then after that, it's Martinez Jabin. I'm not really sure how to say his name. And Rex Fluger, he's been there for a while. DJ Harvey is actually a recruit that Louisville was going after really hard and um, actually swung a miss on. I wish we would have gotten him. Looks like he's been pretty solid in his freshman season. Six points, three rebounds. Uh, shooting 32% from the three-point line, which a lot of people... A lot of people said that that was his uh, that was his weakness. So they have they definitely have players. They're a Division One team in the ACC, so they still have players. It's not like they don't have anybody. They definitely have it. Uh, so uh, let's let's try to uh, keep winning and everything like that, and hopefully we can. Uh, we can move forward and keep getting victories and just do and and get something going in the ACC to where we'll have a solid solid time going into the ACC tournament. Uh, this our team is still is still a veteran team, so I mean we're, we can definitely figure it out and get it into the ACC. And once it gets to the ACC tournament, it's anything can happen. It's a one game one game series every day. Uh, so. With that, I'm gonna throw out my beef tonight. I know it's a short episode, but uh, <clears throat> my beef is actually based off of uh, based off of something that I brought up a couple weeks ago, and some people have brought it up to me also. And I don't know. I'm still I'm still pretty bummed about it. And it's actually on Louisville's team page if you go on there. Uh, Frank Martin, no downside to Adam, to Adam Brian Bowen. I hundred percent agree with him. The FBI said that he was clear of everything. Um, if he ends up playing for South Carolina this year, like there's a, like there's a good chance of him doing, I'm gonna be even more mad. The fact that we had a chance to play him, we didn't play him, and we're just letting him go to another school. And letting him be eligible and play for somebody else when he was cleared of all wrongdoing in in all of this, and we could have played him from the beginning. So I don't know. That's maybe it's petty of me because I'm looking at it from a sports fan, but I don't know. It's to me, we should have played him. So guys, again, I'm sorry for the short episode tonight. I have some big stuff coming up though. Uh, Please keep listening. Please keep sharing. Please keep liking. Uh, I'm getting, I'm I'm very uh, overwhelmed with the uh, stuff I have coming from my friends. It's like the words of encouragement. You know, seeing people share stuff, seeing people that I didn't even know listen, write me a message and tell me they enjoy the podcast. It's big time for me. Like that's awesome. If any words of encouragement like that would definitely help, but I'm not telling you to do it if you don't want to do it. I'm just saying it does help, even if you don't think it does. So I hope you have, hope you guys have a great night. Have a great rest of the week. hope you guys are looking forward to the guest as much as I am on Saturday because I'm super pumped about it. And I think you guys will be too once you guys see who it is. So keep, keep looking out for the teasers. Uh, if you have a guest, please don't put it on my wall. I actually was just got a notification while I was just recording this because someone put it put the answer on there and i had to delete it so don't go looking for it because i've already deleted it but you guys have a great week and i'll be putting out more teasers on wednesday and friday and i'll be announcing who it is on saturday via facebook live before i walk in there so you guys have a great week and try to stay safe out there on the roads